Well, hello, friends, and welcome to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry and podcast ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church, located in Greenville, Texas. Now, in these few moments we spend together each week, you'll hear great and stirring interviews and powerful messages from the Word of God. But the reason for it all is so you can be touched by... Hello everyone, Pastor Chet Haney here from Highland Terrace Baptist Church. This is the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast and podcast, and we're in studio today with Ricardo Ramirez, who is a dear friend of mine and a new deacon in our church and just a great brother in the Lord. And we've really had a lot of great experiences together, haven't we? Yes, sir. In church and worship, uh-huh. uh, in different activities with the students, camp. And uh, you remember when we had Fiesta of Hope? Yes, I remember that. That was such a great experience. It was great, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went over to Garland and uh, got a lot of churches involved helping us. Uh, Lake Point was a big part of that. And uh church called uh, New Life, Nueva Vida, in, uh, in Dallas uh, was a big part of that. And uh church here um, called uh, Lakeside uh, with... Uh, Pastor was a was a huge blessing to us, and then our state convention uh, jumped in and helped. And we had, I think, something like thirty five or forty pastors all together who were involved, and a great experience. And I remember you and Edgar working as volunteers, and we had quite a few volunteers at that time. Yes, yeah, and uh, it was wonderful to see the Lord move. Um, Ricardo, we're actually in talk with Sergio Ramos. Okay. Um, uh, who is uh, helping us to organize the possibility of our next crusade down in the valley. We took a trip down to the valley. I wish you could go with me next time uh, to visit with some pastors down there and talk to them about Fiesta of Hope. And uh, then COVID happened, and we kind of had to put everything on hold, unfortunately. But now that things are starting to open back up again, there's a possibility that we're going to plan another mission trip for a um, mission outreach uh, in the valley, I don't know exactly when yet, but uh, we're working on some exploratory meetings and so forth, and would love to uh, to have you be a part of that again. Uh, through all of our experiences, Ricardo, you've always been just at the forefront. What can I do? How can I help? Um, you know, an encourager, um, uh, deluxe. Tell me where all this uh, enthusiasm comes from. You're a uh, you're a man who just seems like has a lot of energy. You've got a lot of enthusiasm uh, for the Lord, and you're eager to help. Um, how did um, how did the Lord become such an important part of your life? How did he How did he capture your heart and your and your um, attention? And um, how did you become a believer in Jesus? Well, there was there was a blessing to. Uh, to be a believer in Jesus, that was in 1982, I believe. Yeah. It was a long time when yeah. uh, all my family, they like to play music or instruments. And um, we started, uh, by that time I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, by my dad played guitar, my aunts, my, my uh, uh, uncles. 
they like to sing, so they start uh, singing uh, hymns and yeah. the guitar. So that's the way uh, I learn some hymns, some choritos, uh, uh -huh. um, choruses, choruses. Yes, uh -huh. and um, that's the way I I listen, and yeah. they sometimes they uh, read the Bible. Uh -huh. Well, I come in. I'm the first generation of the circus performer. My yeah. grandpa, my dad, me, uh, uncles, aunts, they were uh, raised in the circus. In the circus, uh -huh. Yes, uh, I was a trapeze artist, and um, wow. that's the way I came over here to the United States. Mm -hmm. I was in Mexico, I was South America, yeah. and... Um, It's very, very difficult to, uh, it's not impossible to to be a Christian in the circus. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult because very difficult. Uh, for the people, the days that you want to go to church, yeah. you work, is the days where you, the most work Sundays. Yeah. Um, Sunday's probably a big day for the circus. big days, yes. Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday, there's the mm -hmm. big days, this is where they make the money. Yeah. So, We actually never going to church. So if you just read the Bible, it's not enough. You need to have uh, go to church, read, uh, listen the Word of God. Yeah. And sometimes it was is difficult. Yeah. But for the grace of the God, uh, we come to this um, country uh -huh. and uh, with the circus. But um, so, did you have a big tent? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. uh, we have uh, we work in the biggest circus over here in the United States. Wow! But uh, like I say, it's not enough. We always empty inside. We just full when people coming to the circus and like yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, after that, people leave. You again empty. So it's an exciting feeling in the moment. And then they all leave and you feel empty. Empty, I mean, the same. Lonely. Lonely, but yeah. not until, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you have Jesus. Yeah. He is the one that feels you, your heart. He's the one that can <clears throat> feel <throat> your heart uh, and take care of that, take empty, care. That's of right. that emptiness. That's right. No one else mm -hmm. can can match what Jesus can do. That's amazing. Um Ricardo, and so along the way, um, you um, you had to meet Claudia somewhere. How did that happen? Well, I came over here in 1993 to Greenville, Texas, uh -huh. and um, like mm. I say, two years passed, and we didn't go any church because we are here in the United States, and I speak English well, yeah, and um, we don't have a uh, Hispanic church, they speak our language, Spanish, so we didn't go anywhere. So until we came over here for a friends of ours, they invited us to come to, to Greenville yeah. and stay with us. And we, we come over here, my aunt, so, uh, um, a church, they say, Iglesia Hispana Rizcrest. Yeah. And she said, let's go over there. The pastor is a uh, Hispanic, Jose Amaya. Jose Amaya, he's mm -hmm. a great man. Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went over there and said, "Oh, come over here. The pastor is very lovely, and he is uh, 
from Salvador. Yeah. So we when that day it was a blessing because we don't uh, hear the word of God for like I said many months and uh, mm. and that's the way. So you were hungry. I was hungry. Yes, hungry not, to hear the word. Yes, sir. Not not only me, but my family, my brothers, my dad. Yeah, and uh, starving. We we are happy mm. to be um, to hear the uh, the teaching, the preaching, teaching, the preaching. Yeah. Pray yeah. for us, and I mean, mm-hmm. have communion with other. Yeah, um, what a blessing! Others. Yes, yeah. and um, that's the way I see Claudia. She was uh-huh. playing the piano. Oh, and then. Then she played. I said, mm, she caught she your eye. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> then, then she uh, sung a special. Oh, she's got a beautiful voice. Mm, she have a beautiful voice. Uh-huh. And I thought, I think God bring me over here. I think I need to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to meet her. So <laughs> that's the, when, um, service, uh, was done. Mm-hmm. I uh, introduced myself. Yeah. She was very kind yeah. and very sweet lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the way uh, I say, "Hey, you, you wanna? I invite you for the next uh, uh, week. I remember uh-huh. what day. Yeah. Let's go to eat." And she accepted my invitation. Uh-huh. And so that's you, the way. So you asked her out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the way that's I great. met her. Uh, you didn't waste time. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> So that's the way I met her. I want to ask you something. You know, you talked about that empty feeling. um, And, you know, when you're a trapeze artist. Yes. You are the center of lots of people's attention. That's correct. I mean, a hundred people, thousands of people, and their attention is fixed on you. And they're amazed, you know, at what you're doing. And uh, it is amazing. I don't know how you did that. Uh, I could not do it. I I could never do it. (laughs) But uh, you you said after they all finished, they go home. They go home. They right. all go home. No one stays. No one asks you how you're doing. No one cares. You know what you, what you're going to do next. <laughs> they just they yeah. don't. They don't. They don't care where you're right. going next. Right. You know. And so there's this empty feeling. Do you think there's a lot of people maybe in um, in other kinds of uh, situations who have empty feelings like that? Maybe you're working on a project. Um, you know, Tom Landry was the coach of the Cowboys for years. He's my hero. And he said after he won the Super Bowl, it was amazing how quickly the glory fades. <laughs> he says, like, in a couple of weeks, it was just all over and back to doldrums, back to normal, back to work. And it was just like, you know, over so quickly. It was just shocking. Um, do you think there's a lot of people who experience something like that? You know, you work so hard for something and you focus your life on it and then it's not as fulfilling as you maybe thought it would be. That's so true because, uh, that's so true, uh, when we don't have Jesus, right. we, we, uh, we're looking for happiness. Yeah. Uh, you can go to, I don't know, any, Restaurant or mm-hmm. any concert, mm-hmm. and you feel you feeling that happiness in that moment. In the moment, we feel it we because feel the food it. is good, the music is good. That's correct. Our team is winning. You know, mm-hmm. our trapeze artist is amazing. You know, we feel good in the moment, but then it's over, and that's over. 
And that's over quick, not like, over quickly, so quick, <laughs> so quick, so quick. Yeah. And um, and then you say, what happened with that? Uh, that was great, or yeah. but it's gone. Now what? And now what? That's right. Yeah. The emptiness is still there. The emptiness exactly. still there. So some people, you know, unfortunately, try to fill that emptiness with really uh, harmful things. That's right. You know, that's like right. maybe um, alcohol, drugs. Maybe um, pornography on your phone, you know, um, something that's really harmful um, can really uh, damage your soul. You're not just empty now, but now you're empty and you're damaged. That's right. Feel like damaged goods, and you feel so depressed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you're trying to satisfy that inner need with something besides Jesus. That's right. And there's nothing else that can satisfy. Nothing else, only uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is the the reason, like you said, the reason for this season. Yeah, he's and, the uh, answer. The, he is the answer. He is the answer. Uh-huh. He is the happiness, and uh, I'm grateful for that. Grateful that yeah. uh, all my sons, my two sons, my wife, yeah. uh, they believe in that too. Amen. And, uh, Amen. Part of my my uh, believing is my two sons like you was talking, Rossi and Keo. Yeah. Uh, so that young age, um, mm-hmm. amazed how how they give it all for for yeah. Jesus. So, mm-hmm. hey, I say, if they doing all for for Jesus, what about me? Yeah. This is my my uh, right. My um, to follow the step. Even mm-hmm. they they need to follow me, but I follow them. Uh, so it's, it's isn't a, that amazing when your children become uh, <laughs> leaders? Yes, yes. And so. uh, and you find yourself being blessed mm-hmm. by your children. That's a that's a funny feeling. It is a funny feeling. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Ricardo. We might have a listener today who would like to know how to find this. Um, Strength and fulfillment in Jesus, the cure for this emptiness. You know, somebody out there right now is probably feeling this emptiness because they've had, you know, success. They've had possessions. They've been through life. They've done all the stuff and they're still empty. How, how would you advise them to find Jesus? Well, to find Jesus, uh, just need to be come broken because God is the, is the the God the the heal the brokenness yeah the emptiness so just come like you are just come as you are as you are and telling the the truth be humble and say Lord Jesus I'm here mm. I need you I need you just mm-hmm. fulfill my my heart yeah. My whole, mm-hmm. uh, my whole spirit and yeah. be you and me. Amen. As this my prayer is all be the time. Be you and me. Yes. Fill this hole in my heart mm-hmm. with your Holy Spirit. That's good. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Ricardo, for coming in today. I so appreciate it. I want us to pray right now. Lord Jesus, I do pray for our listeners today that if someone happens to be uh, dialed in with us right now, who is experiencing an emptiness, um, a cry 
from the heart, anguish of the soul, Lord, and, and nothing has been able to satisfy it. Uh, relationships have uh, disappointed and uh, work is a mess and, uh, you know, the bills are a hassle and the house and uh, groceries and all the rest, Father, just trying to hold it all together and, and trying to discover, is there some meaning for me? Is there something more? Uh, I just want to pray for that person right now, Lord, that you will reach out to them right now, touch them with hope, and um, help them to feel that through this touch of your mighty hand, they can uh, have a transformation and a new life and a new start. And uh, thank you for just the simple prayer of salvation where it all begins, where we can say something like this, Dear Lord, I thank you so much for your love, and I need it. And I open my heart to you now, and I invite you to come in and take control. Give me, I pray, Lord, today a new start and a new life, a new beginning, so that I can become the person you want me to be by your grace and for your glory. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to express this simple prayer. And I I just ask that someone out there today can say that prayer, mean it from their heart, and become a disciple, a follower of Christ, so that they too can enjoy that sweet relationship with sweet Jesus that Ricardo has described today. I just ask you to bless him. Thank you so much for his family. And bless those who listen to him today, Father, to be able to have that same joy and peace in their lives as well. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ricardo. You're welcome. You're I appreciate welcome. you being with us today. I'm Chet Haney with the His Mighty Hand Radio Broadcast. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chet. Trying to remember the great philosopher who said the most important word in the English language is relationships. I can't remember the um, the quote uh, who it is from, but I do remember sitting in a leadership conference with John Maxwell years ago, and uh, there were a lot of pastors there, but a lot of other people there, businessmen, salesmen, executives, engineers. And John Maxwell said, look, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you can preach. I don't care how good of an engineer you might be, how good you are at sales. He said, if you don't get relationships, forget it. Because that's how important relationships are. We're going to be looking today at marks of a man of honor, numbers three through six in our list of ten. And each one of them, in one way or another, deals with communication and its effect on relationships. And it's very important for us to open our heart to this this morning because we can't really just give this a cursory consideration. We need to remember that this is so important because this is the key that God has given us, this thing of honor, character, as an opportunity to enter into a very special place, a place that we should all desire and aspire to, which is the presence of the holy, the very character and presence of God 
his special place, his holy place. Who shall ascend? Psalm 24 says, the hill of the Lord. And who shall stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to vanity. Or you could say to idolatry. Now, Psalm 15 asks pretty much the same question. Uh, When it comes to the hill of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, Psalm 15, this brief psalm that has so much to teach us about honor and character and its usefulness as a key to the presence of the Lord, it says of the Lord's presence, who can go there? Who can abide there? Who can dwell in the holy hill of the Lord? And then in answer to its own question, this teaching tells us ten marks of a man of honor. We've already learned a couple of them. We've spent way too much time on the first two, and we're going to have to kind of pick it up now. We're going to hit four today. Uh, the first one was a man who walks the walk. You know, you've got to be a man who walks spiritually uprightly. You cannot slump. You cannot slouch in your walk with the Lord. You've got to uh, stand up straight and walk uprightly. You've got to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. And then last week, we, we considered the importance of righteousness as though we ought to be willing to work at it. Now, this is a sacred mystery and a miracle because the truth is you don't have any righteousness except what God gave you. And you can't really work it up either. But just because Jesus has finished the work on the cross, that doesn't mean that you don't have some work to do. This is a man who works at righteousness. It's so important to him. It matters to him so much, he works at it. Or she, as the case may be. And so we considered that last week. Now today, I want us to get into mark of honor number three by considering the importance of what you say and how you say it and how it affects your relationships with other people. Because your relationships with other people are very much a mirror of your relationship with God. God has created us to connect. He never intended for us to be isolated, solo, lone ranger Christians. That thing just doesn't work. If you're going to be a healthy believer, a strong Christian, a man of honor, a man of character you're going to have to learn how to humble yourself and make connections with other people. And these four marks are going to help us today. And I want us to look at them carefully. I want us to think about them carefully because I want us to apply them and install them to our own software and make sure these things are present in our own lives. So mark of honor number three We can find it in verse 2b. He walks uprightly, he works righteousness, and then what? He speaks the truth from his heart. This man, this woman, 
speaks words that reveal the true self. This person is essentially an open book, and you can read that book by listening to how this person speaks to you. Now, two things about it. It says he speaks the truth from his heart. First thought is truth. Second thought is heart. So when this person speaks, when this person has something to say to you, first of all, he's trustworthy. This guy is telling me the truth. Have you ever had that sense when you're talking to someone that uh, this person just exudes trustworthiness and I feel confident in what he's saying? I feel like this is a person I can believe. Isn't that something? And you don't have to say much in order to project that confidence. It just sort of comes from the heart. The Bible says he's trustworthy. This guy's telling me the truth. And the fact is, when he says it, he seems to be sincere to me. It seems to be coming straight from his heart. He speaks the truth from his heart. You know, James 3, 2, we studied a couple, three Sunday nights ago. I actually told you something startling on Sunday morning. I said, if you'll come back tonight, I'm going to give you one little adjustment, one little key to living that will straighten out everything else. And if you get this thing right, then you'll have everything else right. That's a pretty remarkable thing to say, isn't it, about a Sunday night sermon? Well, the only reason I was confident to say that is because of James chapter 3. Where the Bible says in James 3, 2, we all stumble in many ways. We've all got our issues. We all have our moments. Amen? I mean, come on, help us, Lord. We need help. The only perfect person in here right now is Jesus. But look at this. It says next, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Wow. He's grown up. He's mature. He or she has mastered the art of living because they have mastered speech. You take care of this one thing, you take care of everything else. Now back to Psalm 15. Uh, notice when it says he speaks the truth from his heart. I just want to break this down from you. It's Dabar Hemet Bethleb. And here's what this means. Dabar uh, is a Hebrew word which means to speak with reference to the personal. It's personal speech. It's, it's a speech that reveals and reflects your personality. It's like um, when somebody is speaking to you, they're speaking through you. It's the, it's the feeling you get. It's very... Um, earnest, deep, personal, and there's lots of connective tissue in Dabar. It's a connecting kind of speech. Now, Hemet is a firmness, it's a faithfulness, it's a truth, it's a reliability, a stability that God has. When God speaks, let me tell you something, it's rock solid. I'm, I'm telling you, God's voice and God's speech is so true, you can build your life on it. Just like building a house on solid rock. And 
Jesus said, when the storm comes, don't worry, it's going to be all right. Because your house is built on a solid rock. Well, that's the way we want our speech to be. Men strive for this, we work at it, but with God, it's an eternal attribute. The truth of his speech, the truthful, spoken testimony of divine instruction. And this last word's interesting, it's Bethleb, which sounds sort of like Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread, Bethleb means house of the heart. Isn't that interesting? That truth has a house. Sincerity has a dwelling place, and it is out of the heart that the man speaks the abundance of what is in his heart. That's exactly what Jesus was talking about in Luke chapter 6, as we're going to see in just a moment. But I want you to notice, first of all, how Jesus modeled this. When Jesus said these words... It was rock-solid personal truth that revealed the truth about himself. He said, I am the truth. It's a personal attribute. The Bible talks about a man with no guile, a man with no pretense, a man without hypocrisy. Let me tell you, you look at Jesus, that's the man. Thanks for listening today to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located on Joe Ramsey Boulevard right here in Greenville, Texas. Join us each week at this time as we celebrate His work in our lives through 